pour yourself a cup of coffee or a glass of wine. There's no judgment here on what time it is. <laughs> and join us for the Real Laughs and Unreal Estates podcast. We are your hosts, Louise James and Trisha Zimmerling. Real estate is something we've all dreamt about, whether it's that multi-million dollar listing or it's that horrible experience you've encountered that gives you nightmares at night. Well, we are going to spill all the beans on the stories we've experienced and our coworkers have. We are bringing you the easy vibes and infectious laughter that makes the most daunting stories feel like a walk in the park. But not only that, we are entrepreneurs by day and also moms by night. People hear realtor and assume we're bathing in money and living that selling sunset lifestyle. <laughs> well, we're going to give you the down and dirty of what that actually looks like, because that's not the case. <laughs> it's like HGTV met a stand-up comedy show with a spicy conversation thrown in for good measures. So if you want to see the real side of being a business owner and the unreal side of how to get there, then you've come to the right spot. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Welcome back to the Real Laughs and Unreal Estates podcast. We're here today to talk about listing your home and getting it ready for listing. What you need to do. Yeah. So right now in Edmonton, we are getting into the slower time of the year, but this is the perfect time to be prepping your home for the winter to be able to then sell and take advantage of that spring market. So do all of the legwork now, so then you are ready to go to pull the trigger. Right. That's the way I look at it. And if you still are wanting to list now, then you can still do that with just making sure, I think number one is when you first drive up to your property, everything looks neat. Everything looks tidy. You've got your grass cut, your leaves are picked up. And it's that first impression that everybody gets. So whether that be spring, fall or winter. Yeah. Always always the first impression. One thing too that I've seen a lot of right now, and right now snow hasn't flown yet, might have what we're kind of at that teetering spot, but your front porch, if you do not have a concrete front porch and it is wood, you need to stain that front porch for listing because curb appeal is huge. Yes. And fix all the rotten boards if there is Mm -hmm. any loose boards, loose railings, Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. And the front doorway, the front, the the door itself, make sure the paint's nice. Yeah. Make it look all pretty. And then if you're listing your house, do not have seasonal decorations up for photos. You can have it for showings, but for photos, take down your decorations and then you can put them up back after. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just always there. Christmas will come, it will go. And yeah. then you've got your Christmas tree in the photos. Exactly. Now, inside, my number one thing is declutter. Like, declutter everything. So, we have a little guy, I understand, being a parent, selling your house, how hard it can be to keep it clean or just with the toys around, but you need to declutter. You have to declutter everything. So, think about a show home, minimalistic. You go in, you need to see as much floor pick space as possible. You don't want your house to be vacant. That actually, it's opposite. When your house is vacant, it usually looks smaller than if it has furniture in it. But you want to see floor space. You don't want to have kids' toys, boxes, everything in there. Get it open. Clean up the floor. It'll look beautiful. And do that for the rest of your house. And it'll go such a long way. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Looking like a show home is what I usually tell my clients, just to get it looking tip-top shape. 
that's your goal. You may not be able to get exactly there, mm -hmm. but if you can get close to being there, that helps. And then second of all, not only with the decluttering, I, I think if you're getting your home ready to show, look at your baseboards, paint them, touch them yes. up. Because they're the one thing that go missed, I feel. Yeah. You clean up everything else. Your paint may look really good, but your baseboards, if they're all chipped and maybe the dog was chewing on them or maybe, yep. you know, just banged up. Vacuums. Vacuums bang them up. I yeah. think that's very important. Mm -hmm. uh, get that all nice. It's such an easy thing to do. You can get down on your hands and knees and just touch up little things. Yeah. You don't have to repaint the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, and then... There is a baseboard paint also out there, so make sure you don't just get white. You go to the yeah. store and you say baseboard paint because it's the right sheen, we'll call it, and everything because you don't want it then to look blotchy because you're going to make it worse than better. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> make sure your closets are all neat and tidy. Mm -hmm. People do go into them, your cupboards, especially, I would say, in your primary bedroom mm -hmm. and then also in the kitchen. Yeah. Those are the two main things that people really go into. Yeah. The next thing I would say is depersonalize your house. Yeah. You don't have to do everything and I don't necessarily prioritize it, but this is definitely a benefit. Reasoning why is if you are from, like for us, we are from Sherwood Park. Sherwood Park's a little bubble. They call it the bubble and it's a bubble for a reason. When I show other people from Sherwood Park a house, they go into the house and as soon as they see a family photo, Rather than looking at the house and picturing themselves <laughs> there, they're trying to figure out if they know them and how they know the people who already live there. Yes. And they ruin the whole showing experience because they never actually picture the house for themselves. They just constantly are trying to figure out how they know this person. And it's fun, don't get me wrong, but you're not going to sell your house because that's going to happen all the time. Yeah. So depersonalize your house as much as possible. And a trick, rather than just taking down the photos off the wall, because then you'll have holes, is swap them out. Just get, print off some, like, stock photos from Etsy, from Google, anything. Just black and white. Do something of the Edmonton River Valley or just a fall time, like, anything. And just put them in your photo frames instead of your family. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I, I showed quite a few homes where people actually just are there to look at the furniture. Not that they're there to look at the furniture. They get overwhelmed Ooh. and... They like the other person's furniture or they like the way they decorate it or they like, you know, then they're looking at the pictures, things like that. And it becomes something where... It's a distraction. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a exactly. distraction. Yeah. And then deep clean. Yeah. Deep clean your house. It goes, like, honestly, I'm a believer. Hire it out. I do. I do, too. Yeah. By the time you're done decluttering, doing all these things, the last thing you're going to want to do, and even if you do do it, is deep cleaning your house and doing a proper job. Get a company, pay the money. It's worth it. Most buyers are going to ask you to get a deep clean or something like that upon the closing of the sale. So if you already have it done, most likely won't ask for it. But get the house deep cleaned, and then they do the baseboards, they do your appliances, everything, because it's nothing's worse than opening a microwave and seeing your leftover food caked on or your oven being disgusting and people are trying to look at your appliances and see how beautiful they are and but you can see turkey dinner yeah like you don't want that so get it deep clean it's worth it you won't yeah you, you won't regret it I find also when you do your normal cleaning you're cleaning the spots that you think need to be done 
but are you cleaning the window tracks? Are you mm -hmm. cleaning the cobwebs that are maybe in the corner that you can't really see on a day-to-day -day basis, mm -hmm. but people are looking all over your home. And if they feel that your home is clean, they will pay more money for it. Mm -hmm. And they also will think that everything was looked after yeah. the whole time you were living there. So if they have a feeling that things are broken or baseboards are banged up or, you know, the tracks in even your windows or your patio door are dirty, sometimes they think, well, you didn't take good care of the home. And maybe that means the more serious problems weren't looked after. Yeah. So that's when they start to question a lot more. They're judging yeah. a book by its cover. Exactly. No, we're told not to. It's the only way to do it in real estate. Yeah. I even tell my clients with the furnace filters, change your furnace filter. Yeah. And then also look at all of your cold air vent returns because they are the ones that get the most dust. And I find you forget to clean them. You don't clean them on a daily basis or even a monthly yeah. basis. So all those vents in your house, clean them. Otherwise they think, oh, your furnace is dirty. Oh, you don't change this. Yeah. Things like that. And then it actually reflects into the price. Yeah. As that was actually going to be my question for you because I feel like there's people who are open and willing to work with us we'll say when it comes to staging a home and getting it ready to sell but then the clients that are a little bit more reserved on it are like well do you like will this actually add value mm -hmm. it will yeah 100 percent. yes 100 percent. the amount of shitty homes out there yeah and you wonder they're selling their home but it's it's a disaster in the sense of the cleanliness that goes around right yeah. you know it's just you think, wow, it's if you can't get it ready for a showing, then can you actually get it ready for sale, right? And how yeah. is it going to be left? And and people are wondering, do I want to move into something that I have to reclaim then? Mm -hmm. Now, I guess just to like diverge a little bit. So this was we were talking about getting your house prepared to list. So all the things we said is getting it prepared to list, getting the photos done. Also make sure you're getting a professional photographer. So if you're not going with us and getting our amazing marketing, yes, make sure you're with a realtor who actually does great marketing. If they walk around on their iPhone, that's, <laughs> it's not the same. It doesn't depict your house the no. same. We just went through COVID years where everyone learned to judge a book by its cover online before they actually moved it. They were like chose to go and view the house. So make sure that the photos look beautiful. But with that being said, whenever you're getting ready for the photos, so like we said, if it's, we're kind of getting into the holiday seasons, take down your holiday decorations for the photos, and then you can put them up after that. But whenever it comes to showings or for photos, have all of your countertops clear. So I always tell this to my clients, kitchen. You can have like a knife rack or something like that, but get your appliances off the counters. Yeah. Get any, like your towel or your paper towel, anything like that, put it in the pantry, put it in the cupboards, get it out of sight. It just makes it look larger. It gives it the show home feel. And that also goes for the bathroom too. Put your toothbrush away, put your soap yes. dispenser away, put everything away, put it underneath so it just looks clean and crisp and beautiful. And I also say all your pet stuff. Yes. If you have dog bowls, your pet beds, all of that, it may have hair in it, stuff like that. Get it put away. Put mm -hmm. it in your garage if you have to for the time being, yeah. for those photos especially, mm -hmm. and even for showings. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people, either they don't want animals, they don't have animals. I just think that if you, everything is put yeah. away, they have the impression of the home is very clean. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And then... Don't cook stinky foods when you're showing your house. It's awful. Showing your house can be stressful. 
there's no sugar coating that, but be weary of what you're cooking. Yeah. Don't cook anything that someone's going to walk in and not think smells delicious. So that tuna casserole, probably put it on the side until your house is sold. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. And then even the scents, let's go yeah, into that. That's just gonna say, yeah. <laughs> there are times when you walk in and there's lots of candles and there's the little scent things that you plug into the wall and the potpourri and all that kind of stuff is all going. And sometimes it can be very nicely done. But sometimes most of it the can time. be overkill. Yeah. Yeah. And I find whenever I see a lot of it, I think, oh, they're trying to cover up a smell. So Definitely. is there a cat smell in here, a dog smell in here? Maybe it's a mold smell, thing like that. I find that that's always my skeptical kind of brain going at that point. hundred percent. No, I agree. And most people too, they wonder, they're like, wait, what am I smelling? And they're trying to like, yeah, just figure out what's underneath it. I mean, I'm always open to like a fresh baked cookie or something yeah. like that smell. I think that's nice yeah. is to do that before showing start. Not that that's a necessity, but... Everyone drools. I had this one I was showing. It was a beautiful home. Yeah. It was an older home, but it was very well done. And the lady had a million candles. I honestly swear, and I'm not exaggerating, she probably had 50 candles in the kitchen and living room alone. They were all over the place. And then she had the scent things too, right? So there was a lot of scents going on. And we were kind of wondering, why are there so many candles in here? I mean, she had them in the bathroom. She had them everywhere. And then we go upstairs into the primary bedroom, and here it was a mother cat and all of her kittens oh. were all in there. Now, we went back, because we asked her to actually not have any candles burning and no scents at all in the home. We wanted to come back and was it review it. No, it was still beautiful. Like, it yeah. was, she, she looked after it. She just really liked candles, and she mm -hmm. kind of felt like everybody likes candles then. So, I mean, that's fine. But people do have it in the back of their head that you're trying to cover up a scent. Mm -hmm. Well, and also with that much, like if someone's sensitive to smell too, they might just cut their showing short because they That's can't right. handle it. Yeah. Yeah. True. Interesting. That's funny. Well, I think that's, I think we've covered everything. If you're ever struggling with staging your home or getting it ready for selling, like calling your real estate agent, it doesn't mean that you call them, you list right away. You can be working with your agent for months trying to prepare, and that's what they should be doing is working with you to get your house prepared. So if you have any questions, like make sure you reach out to your agent, you get prepped. And then there's also companies out there, if you want to take it to the next level, that will come in and help stage your home. So lots of options, but do the elbow grease. It'll 100% pay yeah. off. Yes. For sure. Exactly. Yeah. Well, let's dive into DIYs because... <laughs> yes. DIYs can be great and they can be really bad. Yes. And I feel like COVID brought out a lot of the really bads <laughs> because people were bored at they home. Bored. Let's renovate. And that was a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> and something shouldn't be done. Something should, you need to call a professional. Yes. 100%. Um, what did you see? I see a lot now. They did it in COVID and now you're seeing it, right? Because mm -hmm. they're selling their home. Mm -hmm. Flooring. I find a lot of people try to do flooring and it looks easy, you know, snap and click, all this kind of stuff. It's not. You have to make sure your spacing and your boards is correct. It makes sure it, 
you know, otherwise people are going to see that. I find it around the baseboards and I find it in between the boards yeah. if there's too much of a space because then you've spent all that money on flooring and people are going to have to rip it out because it's not up to their standard. Yeah. I find that and paint. Paint. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's fine if you're a good painter and you can paint, but if you're getting it on the ceiling and you're getting it on the trim and you're getting it on the floor and your appliances and absolutely everything, no. There's no point in painting. There's no point in painting. You might as well hire it out. No. Yeah. Because it, it actually looks worse. It does. And you might look past it. You might be like, oh, whatever. It's just a couple spots. People notice. They notice. Mm -hmm. In our first house, Justin and I, we moved in. I didn't. So Justin's handy. He can do everything around the house. It's so lovely. I just assumed he could paint. <laughs> so we moved in and we wanted to paint the walls right away because the walls were this pretty much the same color as our kitchen cabinets. So it just looked like, and it was beige. Like it's it not just like white. So it just everything. blended. So yeah. I wanted the walls before we brought our furniture in to be a different color. So on the Friday night, we start painting. And I'm doing the trim and Justin's doing the rolling. He doesn't understand why we're doing trim. I was like, what do you mean you don't understand why I'm going around doing the trim? So I'm doing the trim at the ceiling and... He still proceeded to hit the ceiling, the entire room for it. <laughs> Even though I did the trim, he's like, well, what? why are you doing the trim all the way to the top? I'm like, because so that you don't hit the ceiling. He's like, well, I have to go all the way up to the ceiling. I'm like, no, you don't. That's not, that is not <laughs> how you paint. roll. That's not how this happens. So funny. in our house, which is now a rental property, we know we have to get a professional painter in there to pretty much fix everything we screwed up because in our living room alone, we have a border and the thing is it was like a bluish paint and it looked white when it went on so then oh, okay. we proceeded to then try to cover the ceiling up <laughs> with blue paint that looked white and then dried blue so oh no oh it's awful it's oh awful. yeah don't yeah. be those people yes i don't, agree paint and it. flooring and with the flooring too something else is the baseboards if you're doing it Take your baseboards off if you're not putting the same with the flooring. It looks dumb if you take carpet out and then you put vinyl in and then you have like a yeah. half inch gap that yes. dirt gets caught in. Yes. It looks stupid. <laughs> so Absolutely. Absolutely. It's so ridiculous. Those are my two big things. Oh, I don't know what else for do it yourself, not I, to do. I would say kitchens. If you do not oh, have the yeah. background, like I know Ikea sells them. I, it was a couple of years ago, I went in and did a listing presentation. And the guy was so proud of himself. And I don't, it was somewhere in Edmonton. And I go in and he had installed this kitchen himself. And like first looks looked really great, but there was spacing and the cabinets. He didn't finish everything off. Like it just, the whole thing didn't come together. And it was awful because he was wanting to charge as if he just replaced a, did a $40,000 kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. And he had never done this before. So like, yeah, it feels freaking great when you do a project and you finish it. But like, I know. And it's hard to tell someone that, oh, the standard of, I didn't get do. that listing. <laughs> I don't think it ever sold either though, because someone else yeah. listed it for his price and it was not. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Because they want the top dollar for it. But if you don't have the skills involved, you're not going to get that. Exactly. Yeah. Although I've had some people redo their home. And do a good job. And they did a fantastic job. So it depends. If you've got the skills and you can do it, That's great. That's exactly it. But if you're, this is the first time you're doing it, tiling, another thing. I was just going to Oh my up. gosh. <laughs> if you can't get it all smooth and all the grout oh. nice, because I've had some where you walk in and or you touch the, the 
backsplash mm -hmm. and it's it's uneven because you couldn't get it straight. I can't do it myself. No. I wouldn't even try to do no. tiling. Me neither. I mean, the other thing for me is bathtubs. Like whenever you do like a shower or bath surround, because we just did our, we got our bathroom upstairs. We got it professionally done. Justin was going to take it on himself. I'm so grateful he did it because I watched this guy do it. I was like, there's no way <laughs> we would have done this. But there's a way to lay the tiles out so it doesn't look dumb. You always yeah. start from the back and then forward. So then if you ever have any small cutoffs, it's closer to like the edge of the tub, not at the back where you, okay. your eyes drawn to. I didn't even know that. Look, anytime you look at houses now, you'll see the DIY job because they do this stupid little small piece right at the corner at the back, and that's where your eye's drawn to. Oh, and I had okay. no idea until my tiler brought it out to me, and he told me that. And even the way he laid the tile, like we did tile on the floor, and then it like brought up around the, the tub. And he was asking, he's like, well, how do you want to lay it? I'm like, well, you're the professional. He's like, oh, okay, thank you for letting me choose. And he told me, he's like, yeah, this is the way to lay it because this is how it should flow. And now I see him like, wow. <laughs> So now you can point them out in the in the homes that are redone. Yes, yes. There was also there is this was oh probably like twenty twenty. So in some of these newer develop like newer neighborhoods, you can buy a lot and then build a house on it. Like you don't have to be a builder to buy the lot and build a house on it. And so this was in Ardrossan, and there was this house that got purchased by an unknown builder. It was just a numbered company and he built his house and like the layout of it was really great but there was like there's so many things like if you think about flooring whenever you walk into the house the flooring lays a certain way to like almost invite you, in. you yeah, yeah it guides you in and the way they laid the flooring was the wrong direction so it cut off the room and it made it look like half the size yeah and then it changed directions half the oh way. no it was so like that it was so hard to look past my clients really liked the house and like it was an affordable price because you could like i'm sure the builder learned like they did and they're like oh shoot like probably shouldn't have done that next build won't but it was just so hard to look past oh yeah that's why a change of yeah change of flooring yeah. or even yeah. this year too actually once again newer builder and they built a house and he let his wife design the house so the builder's wife is the designer who doesn't have a design background okay. but watches i'm assuming watches hgtv and this was like an eight hundred thousand dollars. oh no too. yeah so in the kitchen it was beautiful they had chosen really nice finishes but the layout was wrong so you where the dishwasher was the dishwasher was across from the fridge and so you open the dishwasher and they placed the island too close so when you open the dishwasher you couldn't walk on this side and you couldn't access, like, there was no room. They had jammed it. So you couldn't yeah. do anything. Oh, it was so bad. And they were expecting someone to spend 800000 Yeah, that's... I've had builders do that, too, though. That was where. Oh, that was an actual was builder. Was it was... Oh, yeah, I've had them. And the, the layout in the kitchen is just too close. It's too... They didn't leave enough room yeah. to open the stove and get by or, you know, mm -hmm. even the fridge opening up and not hitting the island. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I've had that. I went into one. It was a do-it-yourselfer. It wasn't a builder, but it was in a, about a $200,000 uh, townhouse mm -hmm. and they wanted to redo the flooring and they decided they were going to do the peel and stick. So they did that on the floor. 
but then they want it to go up the stairs. Well, they tried to take the peel and stick and, and fold it. No. But it wouldn't fold. So it was like around it, oh, up no. the stairs. Oh my god. It was a nightmare. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm like, whoever comes in here, like what a waste of money. Cause that peel and stick stuff is actually not cheap. So it was easier for people that don't know what they're doing, right? Because it's mm -hmm. easy to do peel and stick, but it actually costs them more probably than if they got the mm -hmm. actual stuff that you laid down. Yeah. You just have to hire somebody, which then brings the price up. Yeah. But so they decided to do that. But whoever buys that house has to rip out all of that flooring now again to actually start fresh. So it wasn't That's even so worth it. No. Why it didn't even show that? well because it curved on the stairs. That was funny. Did they think it showed well though? I had I didn't have the seller, so oh, I just okay. was bringing a buyer in, so yeah, I don't know how hard. they felt. Oh, I don't know. I have a crazy. This is like a scary DIY story. So this one's I don't know. COVID just brought out the crazies. I don't know. <laughs> so this one's again is at the beginning of COVID. I was working with this lovely couple. They were buying their first home, and we were in Fort Saskatchewan. So there was a foreclosure in Fort Saskatchewan. So foreclosures, you have to buy the house as is, where it is. But we were allowed to do a property inspection. So we put an offer in, got it accepted, everything like that, got to the property inspection. Now, a portion of the wall was torn out. So we had already known that there was a crack in the foundation, which it was an older house. Cracks in foundations happen all the time. Like it's, we weren't overly concerned on it. But we were prepared at the property inspection. So property inspectors are great, but they're like generalists. So they don't specialize in a foundation or anything like that. So we got a, prop or a foundation company to come out to inspect the foundation for us because they're specialists. So what we ended up finding out at that property inspection is there was a horizontal crack, a massive one, that went across the whole entire wall. And the reasoning why is because it was one of those houses where you had the driveway went to the backyard for the double deep, the detached garage. Okay. Yeah. So you had to drive beside the house and they poured the driveway improperly. So the driveway was pressuring into the house and causing that wall to start buckling. Oh no. Mm -hmm. So needless to say, we ended up backing out of the deal because it was going to be probably like a $30,000 item because that wall had to be reinforced and the driveway had to be re-poured properly to get it fully fixed. Yeah. So it was four months later, I think, I saw the house came back on the market and someone else had bought it, a company had bought it, had flipped it and was reselling it. So my clients and I saw it and we're like, let's oh, wow. go back in. Well, yeah. So first <laughs> off, we show up right away. The driveway's not re-poured. Okay. So we were like, I, I, you know, I don't even think we went in the house. I think I just did a drive-by because at that time my client had already bought another house, but we both were like, huh, I wonder if they did the work. So I drove by and I saw the driveway wasn't reimported and I was like, oh my gosh, like these, this, someone just like covered it up. So this company who wanted to do flipping had bought this house, done a lipstick touch-up on this massive foundation crack and resold it oh, no. without disclosing it. So what ended up happening actually is there was a couple agents in our Fort Saskatchewan office that went into multiple offers and they reached out to me because they could see that I used to, that we had an offer in prior to and asked me what was up. 
So I disclosed it all to them. So they ended up opening a can of worms for these new sellers and requested oh, for good, the yeah, it was a blessing in disguise. I don't know what where like I know those agents there, they ended up like their clients backed out of the deal because of it. But yeah, crazy. Because yeah. but this is the thing is the sellers, whenever they had purchased the house, were just under the assumption that they could just fill it themselves. They didn't understand because they weren't specialists. And they're like, well, I see the crack. I'll just do like the at-home Home Depot. And that's how they fixed it. And they didn't realize that that wall now was essentially going to start crumbling because yeah, of the yeah. pressure. They didn't understand any of that. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was so crazy. It's a good thing that you had that all checked out. Before. Yeah, it was so good. Yeah. Yeah. So saved some people. I don't, like I said, I don't know where it like ended up with whoever ended up buying it, but at least saved some buyers the headache of dealing with that down the road. So. Cause yeah, you could see that water had been coming in from that crack too. Like it was yes. not, it was the worst foundation crack I've ever seen. So yeah, yeah. crazy, <laughs> crazy. I don't know. Do you have any other, any stories? I have one going back to getting things listed. Ooh, uh, okay. I went to someone's home here. It was in a nice community over by Southgate and not inexpensive. Yeah. It was probably going to be around that 450, if they did the home up. But it was so full of stuff that, you know, we couldn't even, I could hardly get through the home, right? It was just full of stuff. And that going back to listing and photos and stuff like that, there was no way that we could get in there to actually take the photos, to actually get it to look the way it should. Yeah. And so that kind of like reinforcing back, making sure your house is clean and purging all of that stuff you don't need. Right? If it's a pile of magazines and you don't need them, get rid of them. Get rid of all that stuff before you even bring photographers in. Yeah. Well, especially if you're expecting a realtor to invest the money to get these professional photos done, like invest the sweat to get yeah, your house ready yeah. for them too. Yeah. Yeah. I have a, a listing and a DIY. One last story too. This was a house in Mill Woods that I had done an evaluation on. And I went in and the family was so lovely. And they gave me, whenever you do an evaluation, they give you like a tour of the house. And then his, what he was really proud of is he had finished the basement himself. So if you guys all know what basements look like, typically you just have a flat ceiling. And then where like your HVAC and plumbing, usually sometimes you'll have like a header. Yeah. It's like, and it's like a long piece kind of thing. But just one, one piece. So this man, he was so nice too. And he was so proud. But he had finished the basement himself. He didn't pull any permits for it, which that's also a red flag. But the ceiling he had done. So rather than doing, so ceiling, like typically ceiling. And then where the HVAC comes, it drops down. And it's usually like a foot lower. So rather than doing like a full leg of that, he just did about one foot squares everywhere where there was a slight drop down. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So oh, no. the ceiling looked like a board game. Oh no. Because there was just random one foot drop downs all around the ceiling, all of a sudden on the wall, over here, over here. Oh, and no. so he had just done and he did his own drywall work and he just thought it looked so lovely and that it added value to his house. And then he had also had a leak on his roof at one point. 
And so he had also cut out a piece and then whenever he finished it, he went further into and he did it all. It was so hard because he <laughs> thought he was like a super perfect. This was not his job. Like that was not his profession, but he just thought he did such a phenomenal job. And he had done it. I know. All DIY. That's the hard part. Oh, and this house was a gut. Like it ended up like Aww. because of everything he had done, someone was going to move in there, buy it and completely gut it because he had done so much to the house that needed like that caused it to now have to be completely redone because you're just questioning and he thought it brought value he thought it brought value i know i know that's the hard part yeah hire it out yeah always hired it out if you don't know what you're or even try a spot and then ask a friend who will be honest how does this look bring a realtor in yes there you go they'll tell you (laughs) no don't do it or yeah you know you're doing a good job whatever it may be yeah yeah that's tough because I find so many people that do it themselves think they do a great job and they may have done a great job for them Mm -hmm. but for somebody coming in wanting to pay top dollar a lot of times it's not worth it no 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 but and I find patching ceilings people if you have a little bit of a let's say your bathtub leaked or whatever And you have the brown spot on the ceiling now, and you're you're you've had to change it. Now you've really messed up the ceiling. You can't patch that. No, it just it doesn't never blend. works. You've got to repaint that whole ceiling. Yeah, which is hard sometimes. It's very hard. You pretty Depending. much can only spray it if you have some sort of yeah. texture. It's hard to paint it. Yeah, yeah. I've seen many patches. <laughs> it's so bad the patches that happen. Oh yeah. Oh, some just... you can live with. Others are no. Mm. No, there's nothing you can do about it. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for tuning in yes, for our you. episode. We hope if you guys have questions, obviously leave comments below, but we look forward to seeing for our next episode. Cheers. Cheers.